It's time for the 360 round. We're looking at the Salesforce earnings. And uh, Dan Romanoff is with us, equity analyst at Morningstar. And Steve Koenig, managing director, senior research analyst at SMBC, Nico Securities Americas. Thank you both for being here. So, Dan, as we look at the company here and um, looking at the fact that it guided lower, and what does that tell you in the big picture? I mean, obviously, it talks about some challenges, but as a pro in the business, what does it really tell you? Well, I, I think that the guidance was was actually okay. Uh, what you saw is the fourth quarter revenue was generally a little ahead. The EPS guidance was light. I, it's hard to imagine a scenario where they actually come in that low on EPS for uh, the quarter. We're actually well ahead of where they were. Uh, so, and then for next year's guidance, they actually raised their guidance slightly, um, despite whatever the expectations might be. So, so the quarter itself was good. The guidance, uh, I think, is pretty solid. FX is a bit of a headwind. I think investors are probably quibbling a little bit with the uh, remaining, the current remaining performance obligation guidance, which implies a deceleration for the fourth quarter. But I think that's a little bit noise. It's just quarter to quarter noise. Uh, in reality, I think the long-term story is is totally intact here. And I think uh, with shares being off uh, again this morning, uh, in addition to uh, what they were down for the last, uh, say, few weeks, I think this is a really nice opportunity, actually, to start nibbling away at Salesforce again. Ah, nibble away at Salesforce. And meanwhile, Salesforce earnings did fall 27%, as you were saying. This included the Slack acquisition from back in July, Steve. So, you know, where does Slack really fit? Is it really still a weight on this company right now? Good morning, Nicole. I don't think, I think investors have worked their way past Slack and, um, and the company is showing that uh, it can improve margins in the core business. Uh, and I, I think the, uh, I think investors have internalized the idea that Slack is actually very synergistic uh, from a product perspective, and like Salesforce's other recent larger acquisitions, will probably be very revenue synergistic as well. Um, I, I would mention, um, well, I, I, we like Salesforce too, and I, I agree with Dan on that point. I would mention that the optics of the guidance, uh, I, I, the way I look at them, the optics were, were a little worse than what what Dan had described. Uh, you know, they they essentially guided below the street on Q4 revenue and, and below the street on Q1 revenue. And it was a clear message to analysts to take down the guidance. When you look at the numbers, that was all that was all MuleSoft. It's pretty clear uh, because of the new disclosure Salesforce gave last quarter that it was the MuleSoft license business that did that. And and we think you know MuleSoft has been a home run for them. They've grown that revenue five times in the last three years, and and I think they're going through some you know growing pains as they as they further integrate that MuleSoft uh, business into the core business. And I think that's what's going on right here. And I think it's probably a, a problem that's pretty limited in scope. And the underlying business seems to be doing very well. Sales cloud accelerated by two points to 17% growth year on year. Uh, it's amazing to see a business that size accelerate. Uh, so the core business is doing very well here. We like Salesforce, the, the fundamentals look great. Right. So you both seem to like it for the big picture and less concerned about the fact that um, some of the guidance, at least in part, has missed expectations. Right. We talk about CPRO, current remaining performance obligations. Right. And that came in a little bit lighter for going forward. Um, these these are some obviously metrics that everybody looks at every single one. But the big picture is that, Dan, for example, you're still a fan 
Um, is it Salesforce? Is it the group? Um, obviously, on a dip day, you would say buy this one. Uh, yeah, so I, I definitely am a fan, and I, you know, I'm just based on valuation. That's not always the case. The company itself is great. Uh, I think a lot of investors don't love the the big the big acquisitions they make, but again, I think we're past all that. So uh, yeah, I mean, like the sales uh, cloud accelerating, that is super impressive given the size and the maturity of this business too. This is 20 years old already, and all of a sudden you're growing at 17% again, and you're at $6 billion. So that's remarkable. Uh, so there's a lot to like here. And uh, Salesforce overall is a leader in digital transformation. They're a trusted partner for the enterprise. So um, you know, as companies are modernizing yeah. their IT infrastructure, they're going to turn to Salesforce. Uh, so, so I think again, this is definitely a name I would be revisiting uh, today in you know in the aftermath of the quarter. Understood. And so you talk about some of these fundamentals, Dan and Steve. We also everybody always looks to management too to when they're making some of the decisions. And when we look there, Mark Benioff now has company. They named the current president and COO Brett Taylor to be co-CEO alongside. Um, alongside Mark Benioff to take the company through the next chapter. So what do you think about that? You're, you're a fan, you're a buyer, you would say buy Salesforce, how do you compare it to the group? Does it seem to be your favorite? What's your final thought here? Yeah, well, I think the appointment of Brett Taylor as co-CEO is, is more a formalization of what's been going on over the last, you know, maybe 18 right. months as Brett has emerged as the, as the clear number two at Salesforce. We all know there's only one, um, CEO at Salesforce in, in terms of who makes the final decisions. But Brett Taylor is um, clearly, you know, Mark Benioff's right-hand man, a very capable manager here. Um, you know, I think where Salesforce fits in our overall universe is, you know, I, I we like it. it. It's 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 our one of our very top picks, you know, along with okay. companies like Splunk as well and Little Mimecast as well. But this one is the bellwether and they are the central player in digital transformation, as Dan mentioned. So they'll be pretty well insulated, okay. we think, you know, and peers against macro shocks, you know, whether it's labor shortages or supply chain problems at, at customers, th th this company will be better insulated. And, you know, I think they'll be able to weather any of those kind of things real well. So th this right is there. one of perfect. Yeah, let's leave it right there. Steve Koenig, SMBC, Nico Securities, America, and Dan Romanoff. Thank you both so much. Of Morningstar, good conversation there, right?